I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. As we move into this realm of influencers and branding, I, I really feel that people care more about who you are than what you do. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation, episode 43. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We'd love to hear what you think. For today's episode, we're going to talk about how to write an about page that attracts your ideal client. But before we go any further, what are you drinking today, Jesse? Mm, well, I just had a few days off and we went up to upstate New York. So we brought back some uh, local uh, drinks from the brewery out there. Ellicottville Brewery um, has a fantastic blueberry wheat. And so we brought mm. some of that back with us. You go out there a lot. Mm-hmm, that area. I know. We do, we love it. We love it. So well, yeah, it was, and I always see the pictures and it's just absolutely beautiful. It's so beautiful. Picturesque. It's beautiful. And it's the weather was fantastic. We've had an amazing mm. fall. So I know this is going to be airing in, you know, November. So it's going to be a little bit chillier, but um for for as the time that we're recording, it's been fantastic. I'm so jealous. I need a vacation. <laughs> you we had one in August. I know we had one in August, so then we took a weekend where we went up to New Hampshire for like a, a night um, mm. to see some foliage. But um, we've just been doing a lot of day trips, and yeah. I will tell you that a day trip with a two-year-old. I need it's not a really a vacation. It's not really afterwards. Vacation. I know. I know. <laughs> I've been finishing up a lot of the old stuff that I let accumulate in my fridge, like the iced teas that are a little boozy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are, those. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I am enjoying them and I'm getting ready for all the eggnog oh, that we're going right. to have. Oh my gosh. That's way too early. The hell, I know. I know, oh. but I do, I do like, or, or, or uh white Russian. Yeah. I like Yo, those a, are good. Those, those are, really are good, good during this time of the year. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think of this as like a, that, like a November, early yeah. December drink. So. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we have that important business out of the way, let's get into our discussion with Danielle Hughes. Our guest, Danielle Hughes, is the chief personality officer for More Than Words Marketing. She helps individuals and organizations to develop their genuine personality brand. And today she's going to give us a little masterclass on how to craft the perfect about page for our website. Danielle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. Well, this is Cocktails and Content Creation. So before we get into the real good stuff, we start off with what are you drinking? Well, I feel like it is very cruel to have a cocktails conversation at 11 o'clock in the morning <laughs> it is and then expect me it to is. not like I feel I'm very deprived from a cocktail so I'm just yep. drinking New York's finest tap water um which is all my right. really all day long I'm New York has some good tap water we do we do we, we make a good fountain water so I never had better hair than when I would I lived in New York for two years I had really great hair when I lived in New York from that water I mean, you, yeah. take it for, you know, people take it for granted, but there's something about, and then I, you know, I came back hair. here and I was just like, oh, not the same. <laughs> same. The bagels, the pizza, see it all comes it's together. The water. It's the Everything water. Everything is the water. Everything. Mm-hmm. The pizza is definitely much yeah. better. And so are the bagels. 
All right. I, I haven't stop. been there long enough to like know either way. So. Oh, well, Jesse, we got to book a trip. I know. Yes. I know. Yes. Definitely. Well, okay. Now that we've got that out of the way and we've established the better state, uh, tell us a little bit uh, about your journey, Danielle, and what it is that you do. Sure. So um, I'll try to do Cliff's notes um, for those old enough to know what Cliff's notes are. But essentially, <laughs> I went to school uh, to actually be an art director. So I actually went to art school. Wow. I thought I was going to go into advertising and be an art director. I majored in advertising design. And somewhere in my journey in college, I realized that I was a better writer than I was a designer. And when I graduated, it was a really bad year for employment and ended up somehow stumbling and finding my way into marketing in television. And it was not ever something that I wanted to do. I was very reluctant and resistant. I thought marketing was selling out. I didn't think it was creative. I did not want to do it. Um, and this was like you know 20 something years ago. So marketing is very different now than what it was then. Um, but I was always like, I'm an art, or, I'm an art person. I'm creative, and I, how could I be like writing, you know, copy for Toyota and diapers? And it just felt very wrong. But somehow I realized I was also very good at it. So I ended up staying in. It was called ad sales marketing, and essentially we promoted programming to potential advertisers for the networks. So I worked in television for a very long time, and then moved on to a small word of mouth marketing agency. So I went from business to business content to business to consumer content. But what I realized on my sort of journey is that I always wrote very friendly, relatable copy. So even if I was writing to potential advertisers, I understood that there was a person behind that company that was making the decision and that decision was going to be an emotional decision. And so my writing was always very friendly. And I think that that helped me kind of make the easy transition to the consumer realm. And then I was a freelance copywriter for quite a long time. I kind of just ran out of steam in corporate and realized that I was basically unemployable and I no longer wanted to have someone tell me what to do. So, <laughs> um, and then a few years ago, I created my company and that was a result of being a freelancer for such a long time and realizing that I didn't have a point of view. I wasn't being very proactive in my career. I was just like most freelancers, you just take what comes your way. And I knew that if I wanted to grow and get better, that I would have to kind of define the type of work that I wanted to be doing, the types of people that I wanted to attract. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up hiring a business coach and created my company and I'm getting there, I promise. And through the, <laughs> so much for notes, uh, through the process of working with my coach, I came upon this concept of what I call personality brand which is putting more of yourself into your message. So whether you're an individual or whether you're an organization, it is being more authentic, having a definitive personality and figuring out what makes you different from your competitors in order to stand out. That's quite the journey. So you said you started your company a few years ago, officially? but Officially, three or four years ago. But you've been freelancing for several years. Correct, yes. So 
just, I just want to touch upon that because I know a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs and I know we didn't pre, you know, have this as one of our questions, but you know, what, at what point did you decide, um, you know, that you needed to take that next step? Like when, you know, you said that you're like, okay, if I'm going to grow, like, were you kind of stagnant? Like, you know, what was that like day? Like where you're like, well, I need to like, you know, actually do this, like with the business and, you know, what was your mindset? Like, um, so the day was, I looked at my bank account. Um, <laughs> That's and, a very uh, honest answer. I, I like it. And it was like, where is the work? So I, when I made the transition from corporate, I was very fortunate that my relationships in corporate continued. And so when I went freelance, a lot of my former colleagues and coworkers were hiring me either at the previous jobs or when they moved on. And that lasted for quite a while. I was doing no networking, no marketing. I was just sort of like maintaining contacts. And I think I just started to see that like less emails were coming in my inbox and less people were picking up the phone to call me for work. And you know, I knew that it wasn't quality of work. I knew it was, I am not doing enough to generate business. And if I want to take this seriously, I need to invest more time in figuring out what I want to tell people and what I want to say. So it was a result of really just the pipeline starting to get quite dry and having a mild panic attack that, (laughs) you know, really just me. And if I don't make money, myself and my child are going to be out on the street. So, um, (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of that. (laughs) No, I mean, that's, that's so honest. You know, I mean, a lot of times, many people that get on the show are talking about trying to find themselves and they go into this because they, they wanted to do more. But money is a completely valid answer and point when it comes to, well, what am I, what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do now? And it's, it's something, you know, we actually had somebody talking about money on the show a couple weeks ago, and it's something I don't think we talk about enough. Um, in society. So that's, I appreciate your honesty. Mm -hmm, Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, why and purpose and all of that is just become this buzzword that everybody uses. And I think it shames people who are like, what if I just need to work because I have to make money and I have to like support my family. And it's great if your why can align with that. And maybe it takes time. But I always tell my clients, like, it doesn't, you don't have to have this grandiose mission purpose right away. Your mission might be, I just need to get myself situated. And then through that journey, when you're feeling more comfortable, you can find what you're meant to do. And Mm -hmm. for me, that it's same, it evolved. I didn't go into this thinking I'm going to create personality brand. And this is going to be the thing that I am known for. It just kind of happened naturally Mm -hmm. from my own personality, my own comfort level, and my writing and my newsletter that you, that goes out like every two weeks. And that post about having a personality brand versus a personal brand like resonated with people. And so my coach always says, listen to the market. And everyone was like, yes, I love this. Like, what do you mean by this? And so it became something that I heard and saw. It's not something that I, I feel like I was like born with or anything. I love that. I love yeah. that. That, um, that you, when you said that you listened to the market, I think that that is really important for people as they're discovering what it is they want to offer, because we are so close to our own work that we, what we think people want 
may not be what they want. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, and taking the time to really discover that is really important. I think it's been important with my own, uh, my own business. I know. Um, and I'm sure others can relate to that. Um, okay. So you've had quite the journey. You are now, um, you know, really fine tune it. Well, you found, you found this like niche, which sounds awesome. And we're going to kind of, you know, tie all this back together. Um, but you know, we're going to really hone in on the idea of this about me page and everybody, or at least, you know, the theory is that everybody should. Yeah, I know my dog, my dog, you can hear it. I'm not cutting this out. Background. Oh I know God. for those of you listening, my dog, he usually sleeps during the whole episode, but he just got up and he pitter pattered away. His little toe beans. I know. I know. Um, you know, everybody, at least in my opinion, should have an about me page, right? But mm-hmm. there's, I feel like I'm, I want to hear it from you, but like, you know, why, like, why is it so important to have an about me page and what is it really doing um, for your website? So I have this quote that I open up all my presentations with from Oscar Wilde that says, be yourself, everyone else is taken. And I think that is the quintessential reason that we all need to define who we are because there's a gazillion people out there that like, there's a gazillion copywriters, there's a gazillion art directors, there's a gazillion, right. But Mm -hmm. nobody's going to do our job the way we do it because nobody is us, right. You are a uniquely solo experience and more and more as we move into this realm of influencers and branding, I I really feel that people care more about who you are than what you do. What you do is almost understood, right? If somebody is coming to you for a service and you've been recommended to them or they're finding your website, they already know that you're an X, Y, and Z. Now they want to know, but who are you? What are you going to be like to work with? What is this relationship going to be like from a business Mm. client perspective? And the more you can flesh out who you are on the page and make it seamless from when they see your website, your about page, and then they have a conversation with you, the more likely you are to snag that client, right? There's nothing worse than reading something about someone and then having a conversation and it's such a disconnect and you're like, you don't know what's not real. Did they not write something that was accurate or are they pretending to be something else on the phone? And as freelancers or business owners or whatever, like we have the ability to tell our own story to craft it you know, truthfully, but like craft it in a way that serves us and get to work with people that we can be ourselves with. Like, why are you going to pretend to be something or put on airs to attract a certain type of client if you're always feeling like you can't truly be yourself on the phone? So for me, it's all about go all in as much as you're comfortable with. So that's the difference to me between a personal brand and a personality brand is that the very word personal means private. Right. So I don't understand why I'm going to share my private business with the world, but my personality that's on display. Right. I can't hide that. You're going to see that whether I want you to or not, because it's just baked into who I am. So how do I shine a light on the best parts of that personality to create a connection with my potential client? And, you know, whether that's just sharing a hobby that I love to do or talking a little bit about an experience or something family related just to give them a nugget. 
you know, I like to say it's like a dating site, right? If somebody doesn't tell you anything about on a dating app, it's really hard to start the conversation. But if they've given you information about them and who they are, it's really easy to then jump in because you already have a little bit of sense of like what gets them excited and who they are. And that's what we're trying to do here. It's the exact same thing. You're trying to make a client excited about connecting with you and getting to know you more so that they can really understand more of like your expertise and what you bring to the table. I actually have a t-shirt, you know, do you guys remember like forever 21 and they would have all those like t-shirts. Yeah. I actually have a t-shirt that has that quote on it. It's one of my favorite quotes. Oh my God. And, yeah. And I went, and then when I went to Paris, I was like, I have to go to Père Lachaise cemetery and visit him because it's just, it is, it's, it's such a, it, he, I mean, he was an amazing writer, but that quote is so prolific and, um, it really tells the whole story to me. So, um, Okay, so now we know why we need an About Me page, right? Um, What are the essential elements that everyone needs to, like, okay, like, you've given us why, but that there's a whole lot of stuff that we could put on there. Like, what are the essential things, like, five things or something, you know, that you think everyone needs to have on an About Me page? Okay, so you want to open up with your brand positioning, right? So who you are, who you serve, what you do. And like, what are you going to help your clients with? Like, what, what are their pain points, right? And people can Google brand positioning, but they're essentially those four questions. And that's typically the statement that's going to be on your homepage or on an about page that's going to immediately say, here's who I am. Here's who I help. Here's what I can do for you, et cetera. And here's why I'm different. Then from there, your about page really needs to have some nugget of things that you do outside of work. So, and it can be as much or as little as you want, but you need to provide something. And it could be, you know, I live in New York City with my ornery teenager and my 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 waddling dachshund or whatever, right? Like it's, you know, dog. I talk about wine and CrossFit on my thing, and um, the fact that I want to move to Italy, and when I have conversations with potential clients, one of those three things gets brought up every single time because it's a connector. Right. So if you have a hobby or a passion or something you love to do, if you're a cyclist, if you like to work out, if you do puzzles, whatever it is, put that on there. Um, You know, location helps sometimes, too, especially if you um, even if you don't work locally, if you tell people where you live, that's also something. Um, And then really, like, it doesn't need to be a resume, but your about page is a place for you to go to Bragtown. Right. Bragtown population, you start putting in things that you have done but you're in a way that serves your audience. So I would say it's about you, but it's for them. So talk about, you know, and you can do it in a whimsical way. Like you can say, you know, um, my clients often tell me blah, 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 right? That's a good way to sort of like make a testimonial without making a testimonial and ask me about the time that I help bring in 40 million in PL or whatever. Like, Think about some of the important things that you've done. That's you know at the time I increased engagement, or the time my clients, you know, Facebook blew up to two hundred percent, or you know whatever they trended on Twitter. Like anything that you have done, this is the place to do it. And you don't have to put all of your accomplishments, but pick like two or three things that you're proud of that show results in some way, and that again your potential audience is going to connect with. I love that you you mentioned to like brag about it, but like not just be like, I did this and I did this and I did that. Because I find that sometimes people get really turned off by that. And 
I'm glad you mentioned that because positioning it in a way in a different or just wording it differently. It goes back to like copy wording it differently to make it not sound like you're just, you know, completely 100% right. like yeah, self-involved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with confidence. There's nothing wrong with saying, here are the amazing things I've done. But it, it doesn't serve you to make it a list either, because again, it has to go back to how does this help the potential client? Like if right. they are coming to you for a service and you can say, hey, I've done this, this, and this, then great. Then that's proof points for them of why they should mm-hmm. potentially hire you. Right. Like mm-hmm. I could imagine like a photographer who has maybe a, like if they're a newborn photographer and they have a certification with handling newborns, I think that's like a thing, you know, that's like, okay, great. You have that certification, but talking in it in a way that I'm going to handle your child with care. Like I right. know how to yeah, like, not just like slapping up a certificate or something yeah, like, like that. Like yeah. I actually am knowledgeable on properly placing your child on this beanbag and like swaddling them. I'm a professional baby swaddler, you know, or yes. whatever. Yeah. Even funnier, you could say, I have, I'm certified in changing 10,000 diapers and making 5,000 children not cry or something. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. Right? Like something that's going to say that it's going to be a positive experience for the family. You know, every, I brought every parent to tears, something like that. Right. You know, it can be very funny. Um, I do like to say that if you are funny, humor should be a must on your about page. Not everything. And we don't want to be too self-deprecating and we don't want to be too funny, but like a little bit of humor that's relatable to your audience. Again, if it feels natural to you, mm-hmm. that's a great place to include it, especially if it can't be anywhere else on your site, depending on your industry. You know, you may like, I've worked with financial planners. They have compliance issues. There's a lot of things they can't say. We're not really going to be having a lot of fun talking about money. Um, but like on the, on the about page, again, you're, that's a very intimate relationship. You are sharing your financials with this person. You want to know who they are. So that's a place for them to, to open up. So we're thinking about too this fact that somebody's hiring us and giving us money and they want to know who they're giving their money to and are we reliable and trustworthy and who have we worked with before. Mm-hmm. Um, and just one last thing for the about page, sorry, um, logos of previous clients um, and or write out some of the clients you've worked with before. For sure. That's a great place. Even if there's someplace else on your site, yeah. you know, you we don't know, right? Nobody comes to our website linearly. So they may go to the about page immediately. They may jump mm-hmm. there from the homepage. Yep put some logos or some names of previous clients that you've done work for um, and with links, if you can, if it's relevant again. So I know you, um, you did mention, I think earlier, the almost like a differentiation between like, if you're just like a solopreneur or an organization. So how does one approach, I know we didn't really ask you this in our, in our list of questions, but if you can just talk about how you would approach this, if you're not necessarily like a, like a personal or a solopreneur, personal brand, like how you would approach and about me page, if you're more of like a, a, an organization or an agency where you have like multiple people involved, is this, is the process the same or is it more about the personality of the, the business as a whole? Or can you just walk us through that? So the process is the same because whether or not you're an individual or whether or not you're an organization, you have your brand positioning, right? You still know what you stand for, but it, if you're more an organization, it more comes down to your culture and your values in that case, it's like, here's what we stand for, right? We believe in these things. We do this type of work. We enjoy doing this because, 
Um, obviously a little easier to quote unquote brag if you're an organization because you know, you're one level separated. So it's not like me, 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 but it's, we have done all these amazing things and worked with all these amazing clients. Um, and then when you highlight your team, you know, and however many people you want to highlight, you know, I always say typically less is more, but you can have like the leadership team and then maybe other people depending that's where you can infuse individual personality um, what I forgot to mention, sorry, this is like almost the most important thing. Your about page should be in the first person. Never talk about yourself in the third person. First of all, it puts up a wall between you and the audience. It's your page. You are talking directly to these potential people. So it should be I, not Danielle, you know, or Kate. Um, even on a company page, I would say when you get into the team, individual people should be writing their own bio. There should be a consistency, hopefully, and like formatting and things like that. But I just think, again, we're trying to go for connection here. And so the more you can strip down barriers of what's going to disconnect between a reader and a, and the writer, the better. Now, you said some, you know, the team members should probably write their own bio. Um, can you, would you suggest hiring somebody if you're like not a writer at all right would you suggest hiring somebody to do your about me page and how would that I mean you're you're a copywriter so how would that relationship work I 100% think um it is very hard for anybody to write about themselves because we mm-hmm. are you know we have a hard time stepping away and a seeing what we're good at and recognizing what we're good at and B, being able to articulate it, right? And especially as women, right, we tend to also downplay all of our accomplishments. So hiring someone who can do that for you is a great idea. Um, and it's a matter of, you know, finding someone who you're comfortable, you know, you're comfortable with. Obviously, this is something that I do. Um, but I think having an outside perspective for whether you're an individual or an organization, like I always tell my clients, you want someone coming in from the outside because they're not going to write in your jargon. They're not going to be familiar with your acronyms. So they're basically coming in almost as a potential client, right? Mm -hmm. So if somebody can disseminate the content and write it in a way that's clear to the audience, chances are the people coming to the page, it's going to be clear to that audience. But if you write it from an internal perspective, it's hard for you to see what it's like when somebody doesn't have any knowledge about who you are and what you do. It's so funny. You know, I've said this before on the show. My, this seems random. My mother does a newsletter every year, right? And a holiday newsletter. A holiday newsletter. Yeah, uh-huh. And like, she's already started asking us like for probably the last month, like, okay, I need a list of all the things you've accomplished. And every single year I've looked at her and I've said, I got nothing for you. And she goes, Oh, come on. You know, just, just, just write down a couple things, you know, give me something. And then I start writing and it's like, wow. And I'm, you know, I'm like, I did a lot this year. Like I had no idea I did all this stuff. And I think sometimes having that, you know, I mean, granted I'm sitting down and forcing myself to do this, but having that outside perspective come in and be like, no, that's actually impressive that you did this. Or, you know, this is something that people need to know because this is a potential client, you know, as me as a potential client, I would want to know this. I think that is so important. Now say, you know, a lot of people think of the about me page as like something that comes in and it's this whole long paragraph formatting, right? And you can do it that way, but say that's not really your style. What are some unique um, 
or just different ways that you could format an about me page that can kind of more speak to the company style or your own, your own way of doing things? Um, I mean, there's, I always say there's no wrong way or right way to do your about page. Like there's so many ways you can go about it. Um, I've seen it told in more of like a story format where it's like, I was born here. And then it's like multiple paragraphs getting to, you know, how they got to where they are. I've seen an uh, about pages in FAQ, which is also kind of interesting. And you can have a lot of fun with that. And that can be really funny. Um, I have a downloadable that's called about me Mad Libs that lets you build your about page using Mad Lib prompts. So you could do it that way. That's um, so cool. I love that <laughs> idea. I mean, I think it's important to just like, again, figure out like what matters to you, what matters to your audience and know that not everybody's going to read everything. Right. So really it's about subheads to break up your sections. Like you should never just have chunks and chunks of copy. Bullets are always your friend, right? We want to think about this just being something that people can skim. So it can be really, really long. That's fine. As long as like the most important stuff is at the top, or if people are going to like see the subheads and maybe they'll skim down and they'll only read what interests them. We're just trying to grab people's attention. Um, you know, I think questions are always good too. It's okay to open up an about page with a bunch of questions that it's like targeted to your audience again, to draw them in. Um, you can make it like a newspaper clipping of, I mean, you could almost like kind of like an obituary, but not an obituary, obviously like something kind of, you know, (laughs) that kind of thing. Oh my gosh. That would be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you could do anything. I think that actually would be kind of cool. I think I'm going to do that. The obituary? (laughs) Write my own obituary. That's amazing. Um, No, as if you were alive, maybe, you know, I I was a new, I I wrote for newspapers and I was actually in television news. So I know how to write an obituary. So I'm like, Hmm, Mm -hmm. that might be an interesting way to do it. (laughs) I never thought of that. You could have somebody interview you and make it more like a Q and a too. Like a business partner. It could be a child. It could be a spouse. It could be a client or, you know, it doesn't matter. Like there's so many, the possibilities are unfortunately and fortunately endless. <laughs> I even go about it. <laughs> uh, now, that, as, that uh, is always the conundrum. Yeah. As as the photographer here, I wanted to ask if if you know what your opinion is on photos. I know you write a lot of copy, but you know, usually with an about me page, there's at least like one headshot of if you're just like a solo printer, you've got the headshot. Um, you know, but if, if you're almost like really wanting to tell that story, I could see one way to break it up by kind of injecting like photos that relate to that point in the story, especially if you're like kind of giving your whole like life story, I guess you could say. So I don't know if you have an opinion on like the use of photos on the about me page at all. Oh, I mean, a hundred percent, right. A website is a visual medium. So you definitely need photos. And I think the about page is where you can have fun photos, right? Like if there's nowhere else on your website that you have a photo of yourself, because maybe that's just not part of your brand, then you can put a, you know, a posed or more formal professional shot, but like maybe at the bottom, like I have a little section on my site called like bonus content, like it can, and that's where you can maybe have a more fun image of yourself. Um, and you can make, you can have 50 images. It really, it, again, it depends on your personality and what you're comfortable with, but there definitely has to be at least one professional photo of you on your about page so that your clients can get a sense of who you are and who they're going to be talking to. 
See, folks, you really do need branding photos. <laughs> yes, you do. vindicating herself. There we go. There we go. So important. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, Jesse, you're you're killing me with that. I know. I know. I know. So leave how? It in. Leave it so, in. I know. I know. So how do we? Um, how do we go about like crafting this to to then like you know you talked about your and I know this is like a really deep question but how do we attract a page that um, is attract is attracting our ideal um, client because mm. you know we talked about like our brand positioning and everything so I know a lot of it goes really deep into that but if there's anything else beyond just like establishing a really strong brand position um, that you can you know talk about I think as long as you remember that your about page is for your audience that will go such a long way. It's when people write it as if it's just a list of their accomplishments. And like, even on your page, you're using the word I, but there should be some yous on that page because you are talking to your audience. So I think it's like important to really remember that your about page is almost like a conversation with a client. It's, and it's not a one-sided conversation. So thinking about you know, talking to them and what's going to matter to them, right? If you, where you went to school may or may not be relevant to your audience, right? That doesn't need to be there. Like forget thinking about what you think should be there and put what what you feel should be there because it's important to a client. Um, And if you're really, I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, I just don't know like what I'm good at, or I just don't know how to articulate what makes me special and different. So I always tell my clients, go ask five people in your life from different disciplines in your life, friends, family, colleague, clients, to give you three words that come to mind when they think of you. And I guarantee that several words will come up more than once from different people. And those are probably the things that you should be highlighting because those are the things that you probably do well that other people Um, recognize and you take for granted. So if everybody's telling you that you're timely or thoughtful or detail-oriented or open-minded, you probably blow it off. And those are things that a client is going to value. That's a really good point. I love that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think one thing that, you know, I'm just like looking at my about me page right now is we're having this (laughs) conversation and I'm like, Hmm, I don't really have a lot of use in there. And, you know, mine is pretty short. It's pretty like concise, but I feel like there's, you don't have an about you. I do no, but I have no use. I know. I'm like, I don't, I I was just thinking that I have like maybe one you. So I need to maybe take a little look at that. So, yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm a copywriter. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Oh my goodness. I think a lot of this has changed in recent years, right? Like, so I think we are moving in this direction of more transparency and again, with whatever you're comfortable with, but creating, you know, if it's one thing that the, you know, the pandemic has taught us, it's like breaking down these barriers of connection. People are really want to connect and it's hard to connect to language that isn't taking into account the fact that somebody is reading it and looking for something when they come to your page. Yeah. I think the relatable content is really, really important too. Like I, I find myself like spending an hour on TikTok like every day because there's things that I'm just like, oh man, I get it. I get it. The TikToks, they can be so relatable and it's just an hour of my life sucked away. So I need to like stop that. But the, the having someone that, you know, you're just like, oh man, I get it. 
I, I could spend an, a whole day with this person because they get it. I get it. I want to work with this person kind of thing. And yeah. there is nothing more rewarding than when you have a conversation with a potential client and they say that to you, like, I love what you wrote, or I totally connect with X, Y, and Z. Mm. Um, and you know, what we're trying to do is attract the right people, but repel the wrong people. Mm. Think about your about page and your website as a vetting tool. The more you can lean into who you are and send the wrong people away, the more right people can come. And almost every conversation you have will be a good fit. And then it just comes down to budget and time and need. But if they love you, they should not really like they should they should be Maybe. able to say yes to everything oh, else. Oh, they, I mean, make, they, they make the budget. And the yeah. Time. yeah. Yep. I totally, well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much, Danielle, for all of these little nuggets of you know of wisdom. Tell us a little bit about where people can find out about you and your services. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It's just so fun. It's like the time flew by. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, so my website is more than words, So they can go there. Um, I love getting LinkedIn connections. If anyone wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, um, it's Danielle Hughes, I think, um, I think maybe Zeitlin. We'll have a link to that on our, yeah, on our page. Fine. So um, and then, yeah, and then I, hopefully by the time this comes out, we'll have multiple digital products available. And one of them is my about me Mad Libs with a corresponding video on how you can fill it out. Um, then the other one is a brand positioning worksheet. And then the third one is those two together with another video on how to literally just make your about page from that content and how to think about it and how to go about it. So you're basically doing it for us. I'm helping you do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's helping awesome. you do Make it. Make it easy. So, Make it easy yes, for I'm us. Simplifying, streamlining. Because I think the hardest part for most people is like they don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. So Mad Libs gives you a format to start with. We don't want to use that prescriptively, but it just gets you out of your own way and has you think about things in a different way. And that's what we're trying to do. It's like, how do you come about your expertise in an original way, highlighting the things that matter and not talking about the things that don't? Yeah. And using your about me, as you mentioned, like as a, as a tool, you know, I think, you know, I think as I started this conversation, like you should have an about me page, but like, but like why, like, and, and if you're going to do it, do it in a way that's actually going to be beneficial to your brand. 100%. And if you don't have one, chances are you're losing business because people are going to people who do have them. Mm -hmm. And that's the last thing we want is to be losing business. Yeah. Well, this is, this has been awesome. I am so excited. It's like every time we have a guest on, I have a little to-do list. It's like our coaching sessions and I like have like ways. Somehow this podcast is making more work for us. (laughs) Good way. In a good way. In a a good way. Totally good. Very good way. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for being on the show. We appreciate it. And everybody go check out those links on the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you. I always love how we basically end up with these like little mini coaching sessions. I know. I know. Well, all of our guests are just so insightful and you yeah. know, we obviously bring them on because we find our audience is going to find it useful, but mm. I know that I definitely do. So I was, you know, as I mentioned, I was looking through my about me page as we were chatting and I, and I definitely uh, am going to be making some changes. Me too. Me too. It's, it's, and I like how she, she was saying, you know, how many different kinds of ways you can do it because even though I'm a writer, I really don't. I don't feel like anybody's going to read a huge, long 
bunch of paragraphs about me. So um, she really presented some fantastic solutions for that. And the you factor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was a big one. Um, I also have to check if my, my about me is in the first person. Mine is, know. mine is, so I've got that at least going and I use bullets, yeah. which is good. Like, you know, same as you, I'm, I find it hard to read really long about me pages. I rather yeah. it be broken and it can be long, but as far as like just long, if it's going to be a long format, I like bullets or like yep. s- broken up, you know, so that it's easier on the eyes and you don't get super overwhelmed. And of course I loved that she agreed that photos are important and can be used to break things up. So I think photos are, I mean, you all my blog posts I have to have unless it's a really 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 short one that's a good point all of them need to have images and several because and sometimes I'm a little image heavy because I take like I'll take a million pictures and I'll be like or you take a million pictures of me (laughs) I'm like I can't (laughs) choose Uh, so that is that is that you know and that's something um we didn't even think to put in our questions to her so I'm glad you you asked it it was Very insightful. Yeah. Well, I liked, uh, you know, one thing that I just really drove home is that every, every page on your website should serve a purpose. It shouldn't Mm -hmm. just be there just to check a box. And yes, I do think that if you do need a box checked and about me page is really important, but Mm -hmm. thinking about it more than just checking off that box and leveraging it to actually use it as a tool to hire those ideal clients. And, you know, as Danielle mentioned, it can be a vetting tool as well, you know, making sure that you are connecting with the people that like people that are connecting with you are the ones you want to work with. And if they, if it's not jiving, then they might not take that next step and that's okay. You probably don't want to work with those clients anyways, because it's not going to be a good fit. You should, and everybody should take a look if you can't, everybody should have Google analytics on their site anyways, but um, your site should also have a dashboard. And I know that I would, every time I've taken a look at my analytics, um, either on my WordPress dashboard or whatever, my about me page is always the second most viewed page the home page being first the about me page is always second I can see um, that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that that's for I think a lot of other people will find that's the same thing so that shows you how important um, it is to connect with your audience so we hope that you found this in episode insightful thank you so much for listening to cocktails and content creation make sure to join our Facebook group cocktails and content creation community and leave us a comment about what you want us to talk about you can follow us on Instagram at co- co- <laughs> at cocktails and guns. Slow it down. Slow it down there, Woo! Speedy. Woo! I know, I know. Uh, and uh, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We would love it to hear what you have to say about the show. I'm Kate Andrews. You can follow me on Instagram at Fashion with Kate and Co. for travel tips, fashion tips, and one audacious little two-year-old. Yeah, you do have a lot of really good travel guides lately. So um, thank you. Yeah, and I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Or if you're a brand photographer looking to learn a little bit more about brand photography, you can find me at the Brand Photographer Method. Make sure to tune in next time for another wonderful episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating. Thank you.